my money. Money. I get money from you. Money in the bank. Young money. Money, 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 money. It's the rich man's blood. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. World-renowned financial advisor and best-selling author Barry James Dyke will arm you with the truth. This is The Economic Warrior. Please note, the opinions expressed on this show are of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily of Portsmouth Community Radio, its members, or board of trustees. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. What is it, what is it today? Uh, 65, degrees. 65 degrees? What is it, handsome Phil? I heard 72 degrees will be the high of today. Oh, 72 degrees. Anyhow, we have a great show ahead for you today. We have our, in our in-studio guests. We have Jim Scott III. Am I correct? That is correct. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, we're going to tell. He's going to tell us the story about his journey and uh, uh, his recovery and uh, the creation of Roz. How can I family? Roz. Roz, Roz, Roz Natural Pet Food. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about that about the uh, quarter past the hour, and, and it's a great guest and uh, something where the uh, the Scott family is really doing something great for the community. Jimmy, it's great to have you here, and uh, it's certainly an honor and a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and any event. So, Jimmy, I know I've known you a long time, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Raw's uh, natural pet food, okay? But uh, but more importantly, uh, we're going to talk about um, the story uh, behind the creation of of the company. And I know a lot about you, but please tell our audience about you and uh, in, in your family's background first. All right. Um, so I'm originally from southern New Hampshire, but my family's from the North Shore. And um, my grandfather, God rest his soul, he's passed away last spring, um, was a World War II veteran, came home, on the, went to college on the GI Bill, was a wrestler in the University of Maryland, and he um, studied poultry farming and agriculture in college. And he... Um, Ended up in 1961, I believe it was. He bought Old Mother Hubbard Biscuit Company out of Gloucester, Massachusetts. They were in Gloucester? I thought they were like in, in Bill Ricker or something. Well, they uh, began in Gloucester, and then he moved it to um, Lowell, Massachusetts. Okay. And then later on, it became Well well Pet, and they moved to Tewksbury, Mass. But um, And so Old Mother Hubbard was good company still around they make good products i've personally eaten a lot of peanutty or dog treats in my life <laughs> beggars can't be choosers <laughs> but uh they are pretty good actually but so i don't know you see i'm only five three so that might have something to do with it the company had pretty good growth and then my dad's mother passed away when he was in in college and um that obviously hit the family pretty hard but when he got out of college he went to work for my grandfather and then in the late 90s, I think it was 1997, the idea to develop a high-quality pet food for dog and cats was called Well Wellness. It's still around now. It's called Well Pet. But they, they developed that, my father and his siblings, and they had a lot of success with that company, and that grew quite a bit. And then in, I was just chugging along. Everything's good for me. You know, I'm a high school kid, and then I went to college. And I went to well. I went to quite a few schools actually. <laughs> it's all about it's all about quantity, not quality for me. <laughs> but my, my, if you want to come up to my visit my parents sometime, he'll show you his very expensive T-shirt collection. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but so then in 2005, I was a junior in college, and my brother actually 
My brother's four and a half years younger than me. He had a bad accident and he fell off a balcony. And um, he got a spinal cord injury, so he's a paraplegic. He's doing great now. He's married. He's a high school teacher down in Beverly. But um, that shook up my family quite a bit. And I was kind of doing my own thing, struggling a little bit with partying too much. And then fast forward to 2006, about a year, 15 months later, I um, after my brother's accident, I got in a car accident drinking and driving and I, I had a traumatic brain injury and I mean it was it was it was it was obviously really shook my family up and I was in a, a coma for quite a while I was in the hospital in Boston then I went to a rehab hospital for a while and I did outpatient rehab and moved in with my parents in Cape Natick, Maine and during that time my dad was still working and um business was good but I mean it's tough for him you know he's driving visit me in the hospital and he's taking my he stepped back from the company and ran more of the uh product development and um mergers and acquisitions aspect and eventually he got out of that business completely to basically be my chauffeur to rehab appointments so he was he was i had a nice i was getting a nice nice ride but so it was it was a long journey but and then fast forward everything we're doing well i'm doing well and my brother's doing great no, I'm he's work. handsome too. Is yeah, your, is, your, is your vision okay, Barry? <laughs> but any, anyways, so, and then in this is probably four or five years ago. My dad was always thinking about ideas for new products, and he saw the market. Really, nothing great was out there. There was a big raw food movement going on, but nothing raw pet food. It's because really. Well, feeding an animal raw is the best way to feed the animal for health, but it's also the most expensive and this food safety issues with handling raw meat, mostly cross-contamination to humans, but there was really no nothing in between traditional dry kibble and the raw food that you see in freezers. And he had the idea to really create something to fill that void. And so that's really the genesis of raw is natural pet food. So he had the great idea and he was talking about it a lot. And I went, would go to a lot of pet stores with them and check out some stuff. And then my brother, at this time, was in graduate school up in Manchester, doing doing well. I mean, he's in the wheelchair, but he's doing well. And he um, told my dad that he wanted to get a dog. And my dad said, well, it's tough, you know, New England in the winter. You think you'll be able to handle a dog? And he was like, no, I'll be fine. And he get, he's the youngest kid, so he gets whatever he wants anyways. <laughs> I'm not jealous. Yeah, but... And so he, my brother said, but you know what you should do, Dad? Because they looked at service dogs to get my brother a service dog. And they're really expensive. If you're going to pay out of pocket, it's like forty five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for a service dog. Train, is, yeah. that, is that what they go for, Jimmy? Well, the, the full cost of a training dog, unless you, most people link up with an organization like Companion, Canine Companions or Needs. Uh, that's who we, we partner with out of Central Mass. And they'll help you fundraise and bring the cost down. But if you were to pay actually an actual cost, it's quite expensive. So my brother said, why don't you start that new company you're talking about and use the profits to help people get service dogs? So I thought that was pretty cool. And the, the best part of it was, and I thought, I mean, it's a great idea. I think it's probably the only one my brother's ever had, but it's, it's a good idea. And so I, uh, my mom really was not in any hurry to start 
working again and build a whole nother business. She had seen that movie and with Old Mother Hubbard and then Wellness. So um, when we had this idea and that there would be more cause base to the company, she was on board. And that was great because my dad's a smart guy, but my mom is does all the heavy lifting in the family. Don't tell him that. But <laughs> so when she when she was gonna get on board, it, it really came together pretty well. And then I was actually working in the finance industry at the time for a couple of years. And um, when this opportunity came along, I thought it would be great and a great thing to do. And and after we talked about it a little bit, we decided we were initially gonna give ten percent of the profits to. Uh, service dogs directly but we talked about it for a bit and i'm a member at the uh, Kremple center over here in portsmouth it's a phenomenal day program for brain injury survivors and i've been involved with northeast passage over at unh on disabled sports and my brother played sled hockey for them so we've we're aware of all these great organizations and him and i were both at spalding rehab hospital in boston so we decided that we were just going to give 100% of the profits to charity. So we give all the profits to service dogs, brain injury, and spinal cord injury causes. And it's and it's been really great. So it, it's pretty cool except for the fact that – so my parents work way more than me, I'll admit. I, I, I work 20, 30 hours a week, and it's about all I can handle. But my, my parents work, like, insane. And they don't take a salary, so they don't compensate themselves, which is – really nice gesture although when we go out to eat my father likes to say you're the only one that gets a paycheck so you want to get this one jim <laughs> so i'm thinking maybe if i pick the restaurant from now on i might pick the bill pick the bill up but it, yeah yeah, yeah. now jimmy one of the things interesting is you know it's a great story of uh you know this you know you literally came back from almost the gates of death Okay, when, when was that, in 2006? Uh, it was July 4th, 2006, yep. Okay, and when did I get to know you, in 2008 or something, like nine? Or... Yep. And right offered, around... You offered to give me a ride. I was. Well, I didn't have a license for quite a few years, and um, <laughs> I was walking from out near the mall in Portsmouth. I lived downtown. I was. I had, at the time, I had an electric leg brace. That, I, th I thought you were in jail. <laughs> it, 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 stimul it stimulated my muscle. Cause I, so it, it, I'll never forget, and he... And this car pulls up next to me, and it was a nice car. And he went, hey, what are you doing? And it was hot out. He was like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I'm going downtown. And he was like, you want a ride? And I was like, you know, my mom told me never to take rides from strangers. <laughs> but that's a pretty nice car, so it won't be a bad way to go. It might not have been the best thinking, but he gave me a ride, and it worked out okay. So, yeah, that was 06, yeah. July yeah, yeah, 06. Yeah, no, so. Yeah. But so, how long were you in the? I mean, this is. I well, mean, I was in the. Um, I was unresponsive for six weeks. Six weeks. In um, Beth Israel down in Boston, and then I went to uh, Spalding Rehab Hospital near the old Boston Garden for six more weeks. And then I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I wanted. I. I as soon as my my mind came, my long term memory came back pretty good, and. So I thought I was fine, and like I mean, I couldn't walk. I was in a wheelchair. I couldn't. I could hardly talk. I had no movement in my left left arm, and I wanted to go home, not realizing my mom would have to do everything for me. But you know, I didn't really think of that. But she and they wanted me to go to a nursing home up in New Hampshire, a long term care facility. And my mom said, "No, I'll have them come home." So she brought me home at the. Uh, I ended up being in the hospital for three months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're. Parents are incredible. Oh, they're they're amazing. But so I went to then I went to uh, Portsmouth 
hospital neuro day rehab for two years, and that was just a phenomenal program. Yes. So I would go there at 8 a.m., and I would stay until I'd have lunch there, and then I'd do aquatic therapy from 1 to 2, and then I'd come home. Yeah. So, and then, so, but I had the, your family's always had an attachment for, for animals. Uh, uh, this one we had Boomer, okay? Well, yeah. you, you've met Boomer. Yeah, I met, you know, <laughs> is Bo- Boomer's not, is Boomer around? Unfortunately, you know, Boomer, we had a, Boomer had to be put down. He was 14, he had a great life, but he was a yellow lab. But I think that was really, we were, I think we were going to, when we were, my dad wanted to go back into business, we always knew we wanted to give back because we were really fortunate with how things worked out prior but the connection my family had to my dog this dog was unbelievable and um i got him when i was I believe i was 13 and ha- we had him and then when i came home from the hospital i was home and i didn't have a job and i was on the couch basically all day every day and he was next to me on the couch and we would talk to each other and i never disagreed with me which was great but so well, not on no, the if you if you our website is actually rawsnaturalpetfood.com, R A W Z. It's a great website. But if you go on there, there's um all the organizations that we've partnered with are profiled, and the one that we directly work with is called Needs out of Central Mass, and there's a really good video on there about what the service dogs do, and there's anywhere from a service dog that will do daily tasks of living like open doors answer the phone fo- will pick up the phone pick up the phone yeah well it'll, it will a, a, a deaf or hearing dog will okay. hear the hear the phone ringing and alert the person that the phone's ringing it's pretty unbelievable but then there's the sight dog which people most people are familiar with but the big thing now with uh and i'm pretty connected to that with traumatic brain injury is and the the war the conflicts in the Middle East right now, like TBI is the number one injury that comes home from there, and often undetected traumatic brain injury. Yep, and you get the post traumatic stress to go along with that, and it's a, typically a young guy. It's tough to reintegrate back into the world, and it's a lot easier for them to norm be normalized with a a companion dog that helps them handle situations than having a human aid with them. So it's really a great, great tool. I have a good friend of mine that has a service dog that on the refrigerated door, there's a, a rope. They So you'll rig the house beforehand, a rope that the dog can use its mouth to open. And they, I mean, dogs can, they can push doors. They can, it's it's really unbelievable. Uh, they can do a lot of good stuff. Uh, yes. So, but yeah, for, you know what they, you know what dogs spell backwards is, is it's it's God, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but they they just give you nothing but unconditional love. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, I have a, it's funny. I have I have a, I have a dog now. He's a, he's a rescue from Georgia, and his name's Clooney, and I named him because he has salt and pepper hair. So he's like the silver fox. <laughs> him and I, yeah, that's him. Him and him and him and I are both going prematurely gray. But I'll tell you, the the girls love it on him. Me, not so much. <laughs> embrace your gray, sir. Embrace yeah. the change that yeah. your body and your life is going through. <laughs> Tons of gray, dude. Uh, he's he's handsome, Phil. But uh, but also your but Andy. How long was Andy's rehab? Your brother. Well, my brother. He's I mean amazing. He really is some someone I really look up to. To have a that's the spinal cord injury and he's paralyzed from the waist down. 
but he, the things he has done, he drives, he's a high school te- math teacher at Beverly Mass. He He's married now. He lives in, in a house in Rye, and he, he has a dog, but he... Yeah, he drives down there. Yeah, he has a, a lift that puts him in the car. And, and that's really the thing. I mean, it's never easy to adjust and adapt to a life-changing accident for anyone. And I've really seen myself and my brother actually were incredibly fortunate that my, my family could really help us and support us in a lot of ways. And it's still tough, you know. And every bit of help you can get really house but it's things like that like we work with Spalding Hospital in Boston to help people adapt their house as far as a ramp or get like a lift for their car so you can live a normal life stuff that insurance isn't going to pay for mostly things like that it's amazing so yeah so uh so yeah as I say your brother's uh, pretty uh he's still a very competitive guy oh my brother he's great he he actually <laughs> he's uh, he's actually uh hockey and baseball coach high school it's funny but i uh he he's still i'm a i'm a i love golf and my brother's a pretty good golfer and um we play together on a weekend he has a uh cart my grandfather got him that it's like a motorized wheelchair essentially and it stands him up to play golf it's unbelievable but my my parents love it when we all get together and play because I think there's more trash talking between my brother and I, and my mom just loves it because it's like it's a sense of normalcy, you know. Of course, it's not that funny when my brother like runs my golf ball over, but it's fun. <laughs> we have a good time though. Yeah, he's a good kid. You know, yeah, it's just, it's just uh, but it's just an amazing story. You know, I find it inspirational because, you know, we all have our uh, tribulations in the Bible. There will be tribulations, you know, and uh, but you guys have really, uh, yeah, I really. Yeah, and uh, and now let's see, you're you're, it's the uh, on to the new venture, which is um, um, it's 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 pretty amazing because. Well, we have um, good question. Basically, the co- the company was born to fill a gap and bring something closer to raw feeding, and so it started off with a, a dry food, and then we had a lot of pretty good response and we had some demand for um freeze-dried as well so, so the freeze-dried no you, the freeze-dried is shelf stable as is but you it basically uses extreme coldness to turn moisture into ice crystals so it's a way to get the moisture out of the fresh meat without damaging the protein because the heat really does damage the protein, so there's a, it's a lot of science behind it. But because they get the natural enzymes and the, okay. the protein's fully efficient, there's a, there's a the science behind it is there's a term called per protein efficiency ratio. So most pet food companies, nearly all, use rendering, which is a high heat, long time cooking process, and it really denatures and damages the protein. So a purr, the purr of a chicken meal that has been rendered, a high-quality one even, is only about 55% efficient. Whereas what we use is dehydration, which is a much gentler process, and it, the purr value is about 98%, so it's almost double. So, you, you know, you have a much more efficient protein for the animal. Well, the, th- the, big, the, the big thing is with a, a dog and a cat, actually, is that 
their GI tracts are so much shorter that that's why a dog or a cat can eat a raw raw meat, whereas a human would, would get salmonella or E. coli because by the time the food goes through our system, that stuff has time to, you know, become harmful. Whereas a dog and a cat, it's it's in and it's out. And with fruits and vegetables, an actual fruit or vegetable isn't going to be as good for a dog or a cat as it is for a human because they can't absorb the nutrients out of it because it passes them so quick. So really getting the um, concentrated vitamins and minerals is a better form than a fruit and vegetable for a dog or a cat. Uh, yeah, it's it sounds kind of high-tech, and um, but anyhow, just to stay uh, legal here, we're going to take just a little break, and then we're going to have uh, Jim Scott III, and we're going to talk about Raw's Natural Pet Food, which you can find, rawsnaturalpetfood.com. What, which, what's yeah, so it's rawsnaturalpetfood.com, and we're only sold through independent pet specialty stores. Yeah, yeah and I want to talk to you about that after after the break. Cool. Yeah, so any event, so well, we're, this is a great, um, uh, so 100 percent of the profits jimmy go to uh, uh to, to the uh the uh, service dogs to spinal injury and to traumatic brain injury am i correct to the um so the actual organization is the Kreppel center right that's right here in portsmouth okay and um northeast passage focusing on disability sports and therapeutic recreation over at unh okay and we also give the spalding rehab hospital and we also give to um a couple different service dog groups. Uh, that's that's awesome. Now the thing is, is that uh, <laughs> I know your dad. He he's a he's I, he's he's a, he's a true entrepreneur, um, and uh, as well as you and uh, and your grandfather. But um, in this age of internet, okay, uh, you you can't get your the, what's how how is this food distributed? Because uh, obviously it's a high end food. Am I correct, Jimmy? Or? Well, the thing the thing about Raws and that was a little bit challenging. Like when we launched, e commerce is huge right now. I mean, I just read an article about the growth in Amazon and Chewy selling pet food. So we understand that. And I understand people want the ease of getting their food online. But when you're building a brand such as what we're doing with Roz, you, you, you can't do that by just throwing it on a website because it's not going to sell itself because there's no knowledge about it. And we need we need people to understand why it's a better food and why it's premium. And so to do that, we feel like the best way, and it's, it's, it's a slower build, but it's working out. We're getting some good traction is you partner with the um, pet specialty stores Typically, they're owner-operated, and the um, associates are almost all pet lovers and are into animal nutrition. And they, they're very knowledgeable, and they really care, and they learn about the food. And they'll ta- tell a person why it's different and what the, the benefit is to their animal. So that's really what that's the route we went in to get the independent, call them indies, on board to support Raws. We wanted to tell them we're putting our bet with them. Yeah. So that's what we did. We don't sell any e-commerce. The only time you'll see Raws online is unauthorized, which is a whole nother, it's tough to combat, but is if an independent store wants to have an online portal, we'll let them do that because they also support the brand and build it. Okay, all right. So in other words, I say, now does, uh, we have a mutual friend, Mike, does he, does, does he, uh, can he do that like online? Or? I mean, I don't, th- I don't think he does have an online portal, but say if any of our authorized retailers, so like in Portsmouth, we have quite a few, 
local ones, great. Canine uh, Chaos? Can, well, that's in that's Dover, Dover, but yeah, yeah. we have Canine Cupboard right here on State Street, which is a phenomenal store. Great guy, Bill. And um, if, say, Bill wanted to have on his website anything in my store, I'll ship to you. Okay. We would let him do that. Okay. But, but only if he's an authorized independent retailer, correct? Well, as long as he, he's authorized by us and he has a brick-and-mortar location. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We, we do, um, we have a uh, Canine Chaos, which is actually a really phenomenal place. It's like a resort for dogs, too. My <laughs> my brother's dog, when he lived with me for a while, building a house, went there. They have a pool. I, I often wanted to go in her place and go hang out and go swimming, and but I had to go to work. <laughs> but... <clears throat> You know, I I think you know uh, I, I admire your dad for having royalty uh, to the retailers because that's that's what built the prior brands too. Am I correct? I mean, well, you know, the the big thing too, like my dad has a real connection to the independent retailer because wellness, when it first was being built, was one of the front runners in premium pet food and actually had one of the first grain free, one of the first two, I believe, it was Wellness Core. And good product, and but to build that, you have to educate the consumer, and the way to do that, we knew was through the independent pet specialty person or retailer. So really, we went with them, and since then, things have gotten kind of crazy. And when you have companies need to grow, grow, and funny you talk about private equity a little bit, and, you, <laughs> and the beginning spot, private equity firms and huge holding companies, conglomerates, are actually the pet food business now. It's very rare. You have a pet, especially essentially brand that operates runs itself. Yeah, they operate all the they own they own the big ones. Pet, uh, pet well, even smart. like you, you know you get like Mars. You know, you, people think of chocolate. They own a lot of pet food. Nestle. Okay. And I mean that's not a bad thing, but it's yeah. just it's a different mindset because you have someone that needs to have um, their ratios improved, so they need to make more money. What's the quickest way to make more money is increase revenue. How do you do that? You put it on Amazon, you put it on Chewy. Yeah. And with us, we, we just didn't want to think that that was going to work with a special, unique product, so we wanted to build it this way. Yeah. That's great. And you actually said your dad is traveling the country selling it to independent retailers, right? Well, he, 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 he I think he's traveling the country quite a bit more than my mom would like to. She's the original Old Mother Hubbard. Some of their first dates were at trade shows, and she had an Old Mother Hubbard costume. And she still married him. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, no, they met in high, they were high school sweethearts, actually. But, well, he didn't have enough money for their first date, so they weren't high school sweethearts, but they they <laughs> met in high school. And, um, yeah, so he, she stuck with him, though. So, <laughs> thank you. On our packaging and website, we have feeding guidelines that say, based on the pet's weight, a range that you can match up. And there's... The density of nutrient density with our food is really, really high, and it's phenomenal. We don't use any fillers, which are non-nutritive, you know, and no low-quality carbohydrates or high glycemic. So it's a very dense food. It's a 40% protein dry food, and you f you do feed less. But the big thing, too, I've noticed— yeah, I, basically, I mean, the sticker price, you're going to look at it, it's going to be more expensive than the average dry food. But the cost per daily feeding, so for a 50-pound dog, that's a good-sized dog, the average is going to be $2 a day. And that's 
to feed the best dry food in the market is two bucks a day. Okay. So it's less than a cup of your coffee at Starbucks. You know, it's yeah. really, you break it down that way. I mean, I have a dog. He's very active, eats quite a bit. And I, a 20 pound bag typically lasts a month for me. So, I mean, I think of it, if I have one less $2 expenditure a day, I can feed Clooney for the day. Yeah. yeah. So about twenty bucks to to, to, uh, well, to feed Clooney for a month, or no, twenty pounds of food a month. Twenty, he roughly 20 pounds. Eats. Yeah. Okay. Which is a lot because no, how much? It, is it? it costs about two dollars a day to feed Clooney. So roughly, yeah. I mean, it's eighty it's, bucks. Man. It's about four dollars and five cents a pound for Raw's original. Yeah. Now the thing is, so so Raw's is is kind of is you're kind of like the gourmands. Or the foodies of almost the of the pet food business, Mike. Um, well, there is there is non-invasive palatability testing, but um, and it it really it feeds honestly, phenomenal. It, it's better than I'm not going to say their names, but our next are the quote unquote industry leader in palatability, three to one, and better than one of my father's former brand seven to one so it's really great food but the big thing too so you you, i think he's asking is that do you have test group of dogs that you actually test new foods on there is a there's a uh facility in the midwest i believe it's called summit ridge and they do palatability testing yeah and it's i mean it's it's a lot of science behind it but our food actually is because if if you read the ingredient deck, that's how you really judge a pet food. The first seven ingredients in our original poultry form are real poultry protein, so meats and organ meats, and nothing rendered. And it's truly a phenomenal food. But the food itself is eighty eight percent digestible, which is the highest digestibility other than raw that you have in the market. So eighty eight percent of what the dog eats is actually becomes part of the dog, which. And a, and a, a side note kind of grows. I pick up a lot of dog doo-doo in my life. And your stools are going to be small with that much digestibility, which is an added bonus for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the country would thank you. Yeah. Yeah, pet, pedestrians in, um, you, know, uh, you know, on the beach. I, I live on the beach. and you, yeah. Um, now, the whole one of the things which I've learned, uh, Jimmy, in this whole thing is that uh, in this great – age of global finance is that quality uh it always work i mean it's always sells do you follow me i mean if you just it that that seems to be a well that that's a that's a really good point and that's for the long-term success of any pet nutrition product any business i would say the 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 judge is going to be the um consumer in this case a dog like what do you see and with bras the feedback has been phenomenal I mean, I've seen it with my own dog, my brother's dog, my sister's dog, but you get a healthier animal with less waste, essentially. And it's truly the, the animals. Spe- oh, yeah, happy. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, my, my dog, he's not the best judge because he'll eat almost anything, but you can see it. I mean, he looks great and he has. He's just, it's true. It's true, though. You have a quality food, and that's the best business strategy is to have a quality product. Yeah, I, I really, you know, that's why I even said about the Japanese, you know, their economy has been kind of a wreck since 1989. But, you know, if you really want really reliable, high-end cars, you know, you know, 
I like German cars, but the, the Japanese they 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 you know they built the whole thing on quality, and then Germans have built you know on quality as well. So I think if you do with quality uh, pet products like you you're doing it, you'll definitely succeed. Mm. Now it, it it you guys it's available all around the country now. Am I correct? So if you go on our website, we have a um, retail lo- retailer locator. So you put your zip code in in a in a distance range, and that'll That'll feed, pop out all the um, area retailers, but there's also a list of authorized e-commerce providers on the site as well. So that's really, it's rawsnaturalpetfood.com. That's R-A-W-Z. R-A-W-Z, yep. Yes. So that's, and it, it's a lot of good information. That was my first job at the uh at Roz was to build the website. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Who, who did, uh, local outfit didn't didn't the local? They did a great job. Of yeah, that. well, I, I mean, I wrote the stuff. I'm not a graphic art designer. Yeah, no, it's, so it, it's it's a real worked with a, a group out of Chelmsford, I believe. Yeah, did a great job on that. Um, the uh, but now let me ask you a question. So you, you so you got this great story, okay? And you're you're you know I know the family, so you guys legit. I know that. I mean I. Uh, this is an honest thing, and uh, what you really want to do, uh, and you have a great product for for pets. Um, have you been able to get any traction in the media of any kind on this? You know, well, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, as I'm sure you're you're all aware, yep. everything in media is pay to play. Yeah, and we're not gonna write checks to get ad spots because I mean, essentially every every dollar we spend which my dad makes me aware of when I say <laughs> maybe I can stop for lunch. He goes, well, you know, Jim, or you could pack something because so I, I, I spend very little money, but is we want to as much money as possible to go to the cause. But the truth be told is that with Roz, as you were saying, the quality, it's the story behind the company is great. And that's, that's a side thing. That's what we want to do with the profits and, if, if someone wants to help join that, that's great. But it truly is the best way to feed a pet. The products we have, the dry food is the, is the next best thing to, to feeding a raw diet. It's the least processed, containing nothing rendered. And then all our canned foods actually are 100% gum-free, so we don't use any artificial binders because gums are they're not harmful to pets, but they're non-nutritive, and they don't do anything for the pet. All they do is hold the product together. It's like chewing gum. So we, we found that you could make a product that was held together nicely with an all-natural fenugreek seed, which is a digestive aid. It's huge in the human space. So we use that instead of a gum. And then we have the only freeze-dried on the market that's not only 100% human-grade ingredients, but it's made in a human facility, which is undone by anyone else in the market. So we have, you know, wet food, dry food, and freeze-dried, all that are pretty much best in class. They're made in the U.S. too, am I correct? Everything that Roz has is manufactured in the U.S., and almost all our ingredients come from the U.S. The only thing we don't get from the U.S. are of the vitamin pack, which comes from Europe. I believe it's Switzerland. And we get tapioca starch from Thailand because it's a GMO-free country. So, okay. Well, the uh, freeze-dried, which is essentially raw and it's not heat-treated, is, um, it is, it is actually shelf-stable and f- safe because it's— HPP treated, so high pressure pasteurization, and that takes care of all the uh, pathogens or harmful bacteria. And then our the our, the raw food that you buy and you put in your freezer thing is you that's what's tough is the cross contamination. You got to thaw it, 
and that's where you can get some stuff. So you can avoid all that with raws, which is a perfect thing because the, the food itself is food safe, food safety. It's tested and before it leaves the, the factory and you get shelf stable and you store it in a, in a container in the bag has a really nice resealable fold and it's safe. So that's really, that's a good question though. Yeah. And, and the nice thing, you, you know, so you don't participate in the pay for play, uh, because that's where, like, if you go in the supermarket or whatever, you get Well, you know, that's, it's, incre- it's very frustrating for me. Like, fortunately, like, I mostly do marketing, social media, and retail demos yeah. with my time for the business. But I, my dog would, my dog, personal dog, would eat more product than I could possibly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, if he, he can't be trusted. So, it would be more of an in-store demolition <clears throat> than a demonstration. That's good. Yeah. Demolition. I'm going to ask my dad about that, see if I can run a few demolitions here. But, no, so that's interesting, though. Like, Raws, if people knew about Raws, I think, just in the product, it would really it'd be like a bestseller. But it's hard because you go into these stores, and based on how much free product or money this the company gives to the store that's where you get their space yeah and so we don't give money so we can create a relationship and get support from some retailers some local ones especially like that i'm able to get into the store and build a relationship but it's we're not going to get a primo spot at one of these big nationwide chains because we're not going to give them the money or well or like in retail they call you know the end cap like the end of an aisle or even it's all sponsored and it's all about the money and the freebies that they yeah. give away. And what's awesome about your company is that you don't care about that. That's not really what your story is all about. No, we would love it if out of the kindness of their heart, <laughs> they would say that Jim Scott kid, he's a nice kid. I'm going to give him that end cap. And some do <laughs> not because I'm nice though. Maybe my mom gives him a wink, but I don't know. So yeah, it's, it's it's really it's a slower build, but it's, in the long run, we think it's sustainable and it's the way to build the business. But uh, yeah, so you all have you all have pets now. Uh, Andy's got a dog, right? And yeah, yeah, Andy has Sophie. He's a golden retriever. He's a great, great, great little dog. And, and you have Clooney. I have Clooney, my brother, my sister, and my my brother-in-law who just had a baby, first grandchild. They have a Thatcher. He's a black lab. He's oh, a yeah, rescue Thatcher. as well. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool. Did Janet and Jim have a dog? Oh, they probably they they're probably... like the the best pet sitters in the world. So I and now I know that they don't have a dog of their own. So if I have to do an overnight somewhere, I, I guarantee he's in my bed is where he is right now. <laughs> he's, he's in his bed. But in any event, so uh, this has been um, a wonderful uh, show and uh, and and a true story, inspirational story, Jimmy. Uh, I got to give it to you, uh, you and your brother Andy and your parents and your sister. Wherever it's just a great, great story about overcoming the odds and uh doing the right thing and you know and you guys are you guys the real thing it's legit and you're really doing a good thing for people with spinal injuries and traumatic brain injuries and um and helping with the service dog so we wish you every success possible and let's keep in touch well thank you very much for having me i really appreciate it This has been The Economic Warrior with your host, Barry James Dyke. Broadcast live at WSCA Portsmouth Community Radio. Engineered by Phil Kleiger. If you have any questions about today's show or need an ally in conquering the battleground of finance, contact the warrior himself, 
at barryjamesdyke.com. Who are the wolves?